Welcome to Gamers Cafe. I'm open for business for everything that's going on in the PC gaming industry, and that usually means quite a lot. I'm your host, Brett Deister, so let's get on with it. Now, Square Enix is going to be releasing some new info on the new Hitman, which is kind of already out, but probably the next episode of Hitman and Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I am extremely excited for Deus Ex Mankind Divided to come out because it looks interesting and it sort of carries on the story of the previous uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Uh, takes a little bit of a different, darker twist with the whole uh, discrimination against people that have been augmented and so it should be interesting to see where that all plays out, where Adam Jensen plays out, and all this other fun things that are actually going to happen. Plus, with all the new augmentations that you can have, it should be even more fun to play. And I'm going to probably be playing it stealthy, because that's how I do it. That's how I, I stealth around. I go, ooh, careful, careful, now shoot, ah. And then if I mess up, I probably will just replay, because I like to play stealth. It doesn't matter in this game though so I am super excited to see it uh, and play it at the same time because seeing and playing even though seeing it's fun playing it's even better but yeah there'll be some new info coming out soon all right there is another free weekend for Paragon that's coming on the way uh, if you sign up before May 25th you can play it for a weekend I played it one weekend it was pretty good uh, to me it, it was a very standard type of Moab uh, S somewhat similar to Smite in the way it's third person. You have to click to shoot your weapon or use your sword or whatever else the weapons that your characters actually have. And then you had uh, three other uh, abilities. Uh, one's the ultimate and the other two are not as ultimate-y. Uh, and there was only one map so far that they were testing out. And it was, it ran pretty well for me. I'd didn't have a problem with it. Uh, I wasn't running a, my now new card, which is the NVIDIA 970. I was running on an old AMD 7800 card instead. So it was, it still ran actually pretty well for being an older card. Uh, but like I said before, it's free weekend if you want to try it out. If you love your Moabs, I love Moabs from time to time. I don't really do that great of a job with them because I just really don't spend as much time on them. But I still love them, I still enjoy them, I still love the strategy, because strategy games are not as plentiful as they used to be. It's a sad time. All right, did you enjoy Unravel? Because their EA has announced that they're gonna make another one. Yes, Unravel was uh, the Adventures of Yarny, which is a yarn-based creature character that uh, when jumped around would leave some yarn, would use his yarn to you know make bridges. It was a physics-based platformer that was interesting but didn't really live up to its expectations because a lot of critics didn't really like it so much. I didn't review it or I have not played it. Or actually, I played it, tried to play it once. It crashed on me and I was like, I have other things to do besides trying to figure out how to play this game. So I decided not to actually play it, but there, there's a sequel. So for those that loved it, you get a sequel. Yay, sequels are fun. Maybe it will be actually, you know, improve upon what they already did. I thought the character was interesting. I thought the gameplay looked interesting. It's just, from what I read, because I didn't actually review it, because I can't review everything, I would love to, but I can't. It's just 
one I'm one person. I can only do so much. Uh, what I looked at and what I saw and what I read was that it didn't really live up to what it was saying. And so hopefully it will do. They'll do a much better job this time around to actually get it where people, you know, think it's awesome because I really want it to be awesome. Have you been wanting Halo Five to be on PC? Well, you're kind of in luck. Uh, Microsoft announced that they'll be bringing the Halo 5 Forge editor to PC, but not Halo 5. So you will not get Halo 5. You will get the map editor, and then you can play the maps with your friends. So you, we kind of get Halo 5, but not really. My thought is, why bring it out if you're not going to bring out the whole game? I mean, this was just a little bit of Halo 5, and you're just giving a tidbit of it what's the point like just bring out the whole thing why do you have to do this why does it gotta be so complicated come on microsoft you say you really are the champions of pc gaming and then you do this i mean seriously like why bring out just a tidbit of the game what are you trying to do like what the appetites of pc gamers because they've been wanting it for years and you only came out with one halo one and that was it and then you just never actually did another one kind of like gears of war gears of war came out finally landed on the PC, and then done. And it was like a one-off. And then you finally did the Gears of War Ultimate Edition, which really wasn't that good because there was a lot of bugs in it, and then we got that. So I'm either wondering if you just don't really care about PC gamers or that you just don't want to retread what happened with Gears of War and how many bugs were a part of it, and, well, it just didn't really work out very well. But yes, you can make maps and you can play with your friends if your friends are on your friends list. If they're not, they may not be your friends. Either way, you can somewhat play Halo 5 by making maps. And making your own maps, you may be, be able to recreate the levels from Halo 5 Xbox One because that's the only way you'll be able to play the missions without the voice acting because that won't probably be involved. All right, there is another study with hard drives and ongoing which one's more reliable. Well, once again, Backblaze has done their research and they found that once again, HGST is the best one to get. It has about a fail rate of about 1.03%. Second is Toshiba with 3.06%. Uh, the next is, in third place, Seagate, which is 3.48%, and they have changed dramatically. In 2015, they were at 10.68%, so they did a whopping big change. Now, Western Digital, on the other hand, is, well, I would steer clear from them. I would run and run and run. I would buy anything but Western Digital because they are sitting in last place with 6.55%. They now have the worst reliability for hard drives. So if you can front the bill for the HGST uh, hard drives, I would actually get those. Or if you can't, Toshiba is just as good because they're in second place. I would maybe even consider Seagate, but beyond that, I would steer clear from Western Digital. And I'm wondering like, why is this important? Well, my hard drive failed. Uh, yeah. It, it was actually a Seagate and it failed and it can kind of suck if your hard drive fails because if you don't back up your game saves, 
you could be replaying a whole bunch of games that you really don't want to replay because you have to replay them if you want to you know, review a game, The Witcher 3, that's coming out at the end of this month, and then you're trying to hurry up and get through the game one and a half times, which is not going to be easy at all. But yes, I would, if you can, now I've looked at the numbers for how much it costs to buy HGST hard drive, and it's not cheap. They're actually the most expensive ones. They are pretty expensive, but they are the most reliable. So I would try, if you can, to buy them. I would also look at Toshiba because they can actually be pretty cheap for hard drives. Now, this is only uh, the mechanical hard drives. This is not for uh, solid-state hard drives because those are actually pretty reliable. But for right now, I would try those to Toshiba or HDST hard drives if you're in the market for hard drives. Like I said before, HDST has higher prices for their hard drives, probably because they know that they're the best. Probably could be, but yeah, that is the reliability. It's unfortunate that Western Digital is one of the worst. They used to not be the worst, they used to be third. Now they're the worst because Seagate did so much better of a job. Yay, Seagate for improving. All right, Hard Reset Redux has finally revealed the system requirements for their redux of a game. Uh, for the operating system, it's going to be Windows XP or later. So, yay, Windows XP players can play a game that's been out for a while. It's just redone. Uh, 2.5 gigahertz Intel Pentium 4 or AMD Athlon 64. So, to be honest with you, it's not very high system specs. 2 gigs of RAM, which really isn't that high. Uh, NVIDIA Geoforce 8800GX or ATI, or it's not really ATI, it's AMD, because ATI is no longer a company. Uh, I don't know why they put that on there. That's weird. ATI, really? They're not, they're not a company anymore. AMD... Uh, HD 3870, which is pretty low uh, since they're on 390 right now. Uh, and then 5 gigs of hard drive space, which is not that much, and DirectX 9. So it doesn't really use the optimal systems that it needs to be, but it's like Doom. I play it. It's like it's pretty much like Doom, where it's basically you have a certain amount of guns and you just fire away. It's not as fast as Doom. Doom is a lot faster uh, and a lot newer, obviously, and is a lot prettier. Even though this game's actually pretty, pretty. I've played it. And it's 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 beautiful. It's all futuristic. You're not shooting demons. You're shooting robots because robots are going to take over the world, and we're going to eventually have to kill them all. So. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking for a Doom-like game that's not as expensive as Doom and can actually run your computer, Hard Reset Redux is the one for you. So it should be great. I'll put the gameplay video if you kind of want to check out what's what's really all about. But this is a game where if you're not really uh, if you're not really wanting to foot the bill for Doom, this is the next best game for you. All right, The Witcher 3 has a new trailer. It looks great. There's a lot of explosions and swords and monsters that Geralt has to fight. And it's going to be a fun, fun game. This is like the swan song for The Witcher series because they aren't probably going to make any more for a while. But it's in an idyllic city. You've got monsters. you got stories. you got 
90 new missions, whole bunch of different things to do. It is bigger than Velen, which is was pretty good. It was pretty big. Uh, so this is going to be awesome. I am super excited for it. I will be reviewing this, and hopefully I'll get through the first game because I've had to replay it. I mean, it's fun to play. It's just doing it on a time constraint kind of sucks. It actually really sucks because I have other things I want to do. I like to make my Doom single-player review, video review, which I'm in the process of doing. But yeah, I am super excited for it. It's going to be fun. And I'm just looking for like the end, but the end to end all ends. Yes, yes, the end to end all ends. No, but I'm just looking forward to great storytelling because the, the Witcher 3 has been a really great game. It was my top game for 2015 because I liked it so much and I played it so many times. All right. Have you tried out Fractured Space? Well, it's going to free-to-play, so you could try it out if you want to. Um, they have decided to go with the free-to-play model. Uh, it was in early access, and there was a little promotion that if you downloaded it for free, you can get it, which I did, and I played it for a while. It was fun. I just never really got back into playing it because well, I was reviewing other things. And it's really hard to go back and forth and play games that you really want to play. But then new games come out and then you have to review those and you have to play those a lot and then you have to go back and you're like, I don't really want to go back. I'm tired of playing right now. But that's kind of what happened. Uh, but it's a fun game. It's a lot of strategy. It's, kind of, it's a 5v5 uh, team shooter. So you have different types of ships with different types of abilities and then you kind of go after each other and shoot each other. Uh, capture points as well. It's uh, similar to Moab. Uh, I wouldn't say completely like it, but pretty similar to it. There are no bots just going around. You just have big ships going after big ships in all the glory, and then you can hyper jump a, a little ways away if you need to. Uh, it's it's a very interesting and fun game, so if you want to try it out, well, then all, by all means, it's free to play. Try it out. See if you like it or not. It's an interesting game. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. All right, Homefront The Revolution has been out for a couple days so far. Uh, but at the end, if you have not beaten the, the game, the end credits says uh, basically how hard it was to make the game. Uh, games are hard to make. That is quite obvious since they take millions of dollars. But this one is a little bit different where it says it has been always a smooth process. Uh, and all the woes that they had to go through, especially with uh, Crytech kind of going through their whole uh, we're not really running out of money type of uh, dilemma. And then being sold off to another uh, publisher to, you know, finally make the game. But that's kind of how it is. Now, the reviews, I didn't review it because I just had no interest in playing it, first of all. And plus, I'm reviewing three other games. Actually, no, four because of... The Witcher 3. Four other games this month, and I was like, I need a break from at least one week where I don't have to, like, get through something. But yeah, not, I didn't review this one, but the reviews I saw were not pretty. It was mediocre. There were some problems with it. So, get at your own risk is my type of thing. Or get Doom. I mean, Doom came out as well. Um, actually, this month has been first-person shooter overload. You got uh, Battleborn, you have Overwatch, and those are in first-person perspective. You have Doom. Three of them came out this month. One right after the other for Battleborn and Doom. 
Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been first person shooter overload this month. I'm not gonna lie, I've played more first person shooters this month than I usually tend to. I mean, I love first person shooters, but it gets sometimes you just you know want to play third person or someone else. That's why games are different. Thank God. All right, uh, there is a. Uh, graphic that I will post up in the show notes about when Overwatch will launch. Now, if you're on the West Coast, like me, you'll be able to play it at 4 p.m. on Monday, May 23rd. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. New York is at 7, and then it goes to different times later on. But that's going to be cool that I get to play it at 4 p.m. Uh, so 4 p.m., uh, if you're in... West Coast, LA, specifically, like me. Um, and then the further you go from the West Coast, the later it gets. Asia and Europe are going to be playing the next day. But if you're on the West Coast, like me, we get to enjoy playing a day before it actually comes, supposed to come out or officially releases. So yay for us and yay for being on the West Coast. All right. Uh, Massive and Ubisoft have well, talked about the new 1.2 patch or update for the division and has finally acknowledged that endgame content has sucked on the division. Let me be honest with you. It has been awful. I don't play it anymore because I was bored. After you reach level 30 and you beat everything in the main game, the only thing you can do really is replay missions or uh, go to the dark zone. This is before incursions happen, and then once incursions happen, you also have those too. Well, they're changing that a little bit. Uh, some I actually like, some I actually don't like. And the one I actually don't like very much is when you're in the dark zone and you're extracting your loot. Now there's an ability for people to cut the loot and to still take your stuff. So great, now we have to worry about that. I mean, there's enough stuff to worry about the dark zone. Why do we have to worry about someone cutting the loot so they can grab Stop. Now you have to wait around until it actually leaves? Come on now. Seriously. At least give us a little bit of that. That's the one I kind of really don't care about. Uh, it's just... It just doesn't seem like a good thing to me. It seems like it kind of invites people to cheat more, even though they are aggressively trying to stop the cheating and the exploits. It still seems like they're going to run into problems like this, and it's not really going to help the player base much. It's probably going to make it actually more toxic than it already is, because it was pretty toxic when I was there, and I could care less after a while, and I kind of got bored of it. The problem is with these uh, open-world Moab-type shooters uh, is... Not Moab, MMOs. Moab is not even close to this, but MMOs, excuse me, MMOs, shooters, is uh, that the endgame content sucks. There is none, usually. And the problem is, is that you have a very narrow window of grabbing uh, your player base attention and keeping a lot of them there. If they aren't there anymore, it's hard to bring them back. I mean, this update sounds great, but I don't really don't want to come back because I kind of got burned out of it. It was really repetitive. Even playing the game, I was shooting the same three different types of enemies. And if you just have enemies that just spam you, uh, you grenades all the time, melee that just 
forces you to gather cover or just watch yourself, which is kind of annoying. I mean, it was kind of always cheap tactics, I thought, for uh, the combat. I thought the, the gun mechanics were great. I thought most of the uh, tech skills or the skills were interesting. Not all of them were that useful, but they were still interesting. I thought the RPG aspect wasn't that great. And the other problem was that they changed the, uh, the crafting to be a lot worse than it already was, and the loot drop was still pretty terrible. Like, you wouldn't get very many good things. There would be an amount of time where i just leave the stuff because it was either green or blues, and I was like, I don't want green or blues. I want purple or gold because those are the best ones. So that was a problem. Now they're, they're trying to do some more things like search and destroy missions, which uh, basically is that you you get told about a mission through the game world. You go and you go to the target, you find more information, and then it goes further and further until you kill the person you're looking for or high-value targets. Uh, now there's some of them that you can do alone, some of them you have to have a team, the high, the the High critical or high risk ones are the ones you have to do with team. The more difficult you can kind of do it by yourself, but it's all depending on your uh, on your level and your level of your gear as well. So that's another thing. Uh, in the in the dark zone, there is ways for you to grab loot. So in the dark zone, there's something called sealed caches where NPCs will drop them, and depending on the difficulty of those enemies, the better the gear is. Now they also have redone uh, kind of how loot is dropped. So if you do the hard mode for boss drops, it's 1 times 163, uh, 163 high-end gear. Hard mode uh, mission rewards, 1 times 163 high-end. Challenge mode is 2 times 182 high-end, uh, 1 times 182 high-end, or 20, uh, 214 gear sets, so pretty high gear sets, and then chance for 1x 191 gear set, and then challenge mode is 1 times 22 uh, high, high reward. Now, the dark zone has also changed a little bit, where they actually added a new uh, dark zone as well. Um, so there are level 33s and level 34s, uh, so you can get more higher end uh, gear, but for uh, the DZ01 and DZ02, you get 1 times 163 high-end or 181 gear set. Uh, 31, level 31, DZ03, DZ04 is 1 times 163-182 uh, high-end or 181-214 gear set, and so on and so forth. So the more you go into the dark zone, the higher the difficulty, the better it's going to get. Now there is going to be a new incursion called Clear Skies, so you can actually play that as well. Uh, but be sure your uh, gear set is pretty high level or no one will actually want to play with you. I might go back in and just check it out for a little bit and see if it's still worth playing. Um, this could be something, even though I gave a rant a little bit before I didn't, I might just try it out. Maybe give it a little update impressions about the new one as well because you all need to know. That's important. WB Games has announced a redux or a re-release or a remastered of the first two Batman games, Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman Arkham City. One, the two best games of the series they are redoing uh, with better graphics. Uh, they are going to cost you about 50 bucks for two games. So see it as $25 per game uh, if you want to see it that way. Like I said before, these were the best two games for Batman. This is kind of 
gave a go-ahead of saying, hey, superhero games can actually be good if you don't follow the movies and you don't have a really pressed timetable. Now you can see the last one, Batman Arkham Knight, where if you don't do it well, especially for PC, you could be in a lot of trouble and all that other stuff. Uh, they say that there is improved graphics, updated models, environments, lightings, effects, and shaders. So if you really want to buy you know, two old games for uh, whatever updated they think or they say is going to be updated, you can if you want to. Uh, I say just play the old games. I mean, they're still pretty good for being old. Uh, but yes, they are redoing it because it was, they were really two of the best games for Batman. Uh, Batman, then the prequel was alright, and then we got Arkham Knight, which was, it was good and bad. I mean, the PC one was a mess, uh, the release was a mess, they should have done a much better time of optimizing it, which they finally did, but it was still a giant, utter mess. And so that's what hurt them the most, was the mess that they created for that. But these two games were actually, uh, done well, uh, they were optimized for the PC and the ports as well, so... I would say try these out if you still have the bad taste of the Arkham Knight game in your mouth. You probably shouldn't if you do. But, like I said before, that's what it's all about. Alright, Fallout 4's new expansion for Harbor is coming out May 19th or today. Uh, so yes, it's out today. You can purchase it for $25 or if you've got the DLC pass, you already get it with it. Uh, get with it, yeah, yeah. I just really wanted to say that because I said, or, or get it. Uh, but like I said, I would just get Fallout 4 and just look at the mods because there's a huge modding community. They're doing a lot of great stuff with it, especially with the creation kit out. They're going to be doing even better stuff with it. But if you still want that pedigree of the Bethesda actual DLC that wasn't the other one for five bucks, oh God, five bucks for just cosmetic stuff was dumb. It was kind of like the horse armor of Oblivion. Good job. But this one sounds a little bit more legitimate for uh, what they're going to do and what they're going to make. Uh, but yeah, Far Harbor, if you love uh, Fallout 4, which it was a great game. The story, as I always said, was a little lacking, but it was still, in general, a really great game. You can pick it up today because it's already out. EA has explained why there wasn't a single player in Star Wars Battlefront. And yes, it was Star Wars The Force Awakens' fault. Uh, now, it's not saying that they actually won't make a single player for the next Battlefront, but the reason why is because of Star Wars The Force Awakens. And to be a part of uh, the hype machine that was going on at the time, they wanted to do that as well. So the reason why they actually didn't get a single player was because of that. Uh, they still might do it. I don't know if they'll do it in the next one. The problems were for Battlefront, and I actually reviewed it and agree with it. Lack of content. There were about four maps, which was abysmal. And it's my pet peeve for a lot of developers making these types of games. You have to make more maps than that. I would say five to ten would probably be a more optimal thing. But four maps, seriously, is awful. It was not worth the price tag that you got. Just because it felt like Star Wars didn't mean that it was worth the $60 that you gave because you needed more maps. More maps. I get that one finally came for free eventually after all uh, close to the release of uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens 
which is the Battle of Jakku, but that was a month later. I was starting to get bored of it already because there wasn't much to do, and once you kind of unlock everything, you're kind of like, well, the whole card system wasn't that great. Uh, people usually just made, just did uh, two cards for explosions or grenades or whatever, which I didn't really agree with, but that's what they did. Um, so there was there was just problems with it. Some weapons were supposedly they were a little overpowered. DL44 was overpowered for a while. People were using it because it was the easy weapon to get to get kills from. Uh, I did kill people with it and without it. Uh, I would kind of just troll the troller if he if he kept on using it, kept on getting killed by him. I would start using it. So I'd be like, "There you go, taste your own medicine, sucker." Uh, and then eventually just stopped because it was just. It was easy to kill in the beginning. It was really easy to kills with that thing. Uh, but yeah, I had a problem with it because it was just, there was not very much content to it. You can only play the same maps for so long and you're like, I'm done with this game. Unless they're really huge maps, like Planetside 2, uh, there really isn't much to do with it. And they really need to fix that not very uh, good, not very much content not very strategic, there wasn't much strategy involved with it, it was very superficial type of a game. Great, it felt like Star Wars, but that rubs off after a while too, you need a little bit more. Just a wee bit more. Alright, it looks like uh, the Hitman had uh, elusive targets and uh, most players blew their chance, over half blew their chance to actually kill them. Yes, the first elusive target was finally out, and 53% of the attempted contracts saw aren't eliminated, and the players get away safely, but with only 9.9% achieving a silent assassin's rating. Ooh, that means it's pretty dang hard. Uh, time to first completion was 6 minutes, time first silent assassin was 34 minutes, so way longer. You had to really time that out. Uh, but that's really interesting that it took people so long to actually do, and the Silent Assassin just never actually... Most people didn't actually do it. They actually successfully did it, but it was, wasn't was a silent way of doing it. Which basically means it was pretty hard to actually do, which kind of makes me want to go and figure out if I can if I can do the next one. Because I, I haven't actually been on it for a little bit. But yeah, that's, that's really interesting uh, to see that most players could not do the Silent... The Silent Assassin, which basically means that you would, uh, you have to be really silent, you know, get him in a quiet room, strangle him, or do, you know, shoot him with a silencer, something that makes it really silent. So apparently some people just could not do it at all. Just can't do it. Alright, Battleborn is getting a new player. Yes, it is a warrior monk healer from the Eldrin. Yes, so it should be interesting to see how this is going to change a little bit in the way people play. Uh, warrior monk healer type of uh, character. It's going to be interesting. It's great to see another healer in it because there are a few... There's really only two healers. Uh... Uh, Miko and uh, Ambra are the two main ones. Uh, Reyna, you can make kind of a healer type of character, but that's through uh, the holy mutations and upgrading your character through the game. So you can make her kind of a healer, but not really. She's not really a healer base type character. So it's good to see a third one actually there because 
Oh, Cleese is kind of a healer too. He's not really a healer, but he kind of is. He's more of a support. But it's good to actually see another healer type based character in it. So it kind of makes it more of a three and a half to four characters out of the 20 something that's already there. Because most of them are different in a way. Most of them will do buffs, you know, melee damage, and all those other stuff. Uh, but. Yeah, it's great to see that they actually are doing that. Uh, it's going to be free, obviously, but you'll have to spend 47,500 credits to unlock her, which is, well, not that great. I mean, the that's my one problem with Battleborn, is not the, the characters, all of them are unlocked. That's what I liked about Overwatch. All of them were unlocked. You could do all of them. The thing is about Battleborn, you can unlock all the characters and you still have ways of having progression, like the loots that you have to buy and uh, get and gain and all the other stuff that they're doing through it. You could have done that, but no, you had to you had to make us unlock all these characters just to play them. And then if you play against someone on a higher level, they had more of a chance to have different types of characters, more diverse characters. It was kind of a mess that way. I kind of did not like that type of way of, un of unlocking characters. It, sound, it seemed very uh, free-to-play type of structure, and they probably should have gotten rid of that and just did what I, I said before, just make the loot where you have to do use your uh, credits to buy better loot for it. That's fine. I don't mind that part. The part I actually minded was, oh, you have to you know level up to get all these characters. I'm like, oh, great, yay. I... Doubling up, yay! I, have to, I get a new character finally, yay! After five or six levels of not getting anything, that was my biggest pet peeve about it. I don't mind it. I think it's still a fun game. Well, there's another one too. I should mention uh, lack of maps again with the lack of maps. Uh, Incursion has two maps. Most people play Overgrowth, and um, the other one is barely it's barely played. Every every mode has only two maps if you're playing the multiplayer. Single player has got a little bit more, but every multiplayer map or multiplayer mode is two maps, and that's it. And I'm kind of like, why don't you have four? Like, I don't understand why there's so little. The problem is, is that lack of content, once again, if you have lack of content, lack of maps, you are in trouble. It's, people are not going to stay around for two maps because it gets old. Stop pulling content and making sure you have enough DLC to do it. Make four maps for each mode so you have more of diversity in it. I don't understand why this is so hard. Or take one mode out and make more maps that way. I don't care, but ah, it's my biggest pet peeve, the lack of content. And some of these developers do it, and it's annoying. Stop it. Make great content. That's what, like, Marketing PR is all about great content, but it doesn't transfer over to developing for some developers somehow. Two maps for each for each mode really just annoys me to no end. Anyways, moving on. Uh, I played Doom. I played the multiplayer and the single player. I thought the single player was really fun, great. Uh, if you are the type of uh, FPS player that just likes to stand around and shoot, this is not the game for you. You have to move. You have to keep on moving. It does uh, really bring out the old Doom style that I've actually missed a lot. I like the whole running and gunning and moving fast. Uh, for multiplayer, uh, I think some modes are going to be played for a while. Team Deathmatch is going to be played for a while. Uh, 
the soul the soul mode where you, uh, you kill people and you take the souls. It's kind of like uh, keen to one of the Call of Duty modes that actually might be played. Freeze tag might actually be played a little bit, but not really. There's also one where you have one life and you die, and there's, uh, there's well, 5v5, and if you get killed, and eventually if your whole team loses, you lose. Best uh, matches out of five. Uh, and then freeze tag also is the same way, but you can actually unthaw people, so that's actually a really interesting uh, mode. I was wondering why uh, Capture the Flag was not in there, because that was a cl very classic uh, Quake Doom uh, mode. Uh, Warpath, I do not really see very many people playing. I played a couple times. Problem is with that is that it seems like once one enemy team kind of gets Warpath, it's really easy to defend and you'll lose the match that way. So I really don't think that one's actually going to be played for a while, but I do think the bread and butter of Team Deathmatch was, is the one that's going to be played. Now, uh, Snap Maps, which is their modding tools, is all right. It's it's easy to use, but I recommend that you go through the tutorials to just figure it out better. I try to just, without using it, I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of figured it out. Let me go do the tutorials, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, the problem is that it's limited. It's very limiting in what you can do. You can snap maps together and make your own maps, but you can't really change too much about it, which I would like to change kind of like the atmosphere of it, trying to change the walls, do those types of different things, even kind of morph uh, different buildings to what I kind of want out of them or different modules would actually have been nice as well, but you can't really do that. So it's limiting in what you can do, and there's only so much you can push out of it. So it's another problem. So for the single player, I give a good brew. I or I have two different ratings. So good brew is about 80 to uh, 94, and then 95 and beyond is perfect because that's what it is. But I'm gonna give it about 80 because it's it's fun. It's it's short. Uh, I beat it in one night, and that was in normal setting, and it was pretty simple to beat. Uh, so. I would do higher levels if you've kind of played first-person shooters before. Uh, the story was okay. Uh, it wasn't the greatest. You kind of figured out who's the enemy uh, pretty quickly. Uh, and it really, it really wasn't any like, ooh-ha. But they did end in a way that it looks like they're going to be making more of them. Uh, so that's, I guess, a good thing, depending on how well this does. Uh, for the multiplayer, I give it a 75 uh, there were a few problems with that. it. I had the two major detractors was it was really difficult to get any uh, video capturing software to work with it because of OpenGL. So Shadowplay would not work. Uh, OBS would not work. XSplit was the only one that actually worked that I that I tried, and that was when full screen where I could actually just you know do it and play it. Only one that worked. So that was my that's a, it's a uh, that's kind of a pet peeve for me on that, especially nowadays when a lot of people like to record their uh, gameplay. Almost every developer needs to make sure that it actually works well with it. Uh, the game modes, most of them will be, some of them will be played, some of them won't be. Uh, it was really easy to level up in the multiplayer as well. There is prestigious levels too. Uh, it's kind of cool to you know customize your character, but uh, there weren't very many weapons, like you unlock them before level 20, all of them. Uh, that's another thing. I thought there should be a lot more weapons to it. It's, there's one weapon that actually isn't in the single player, it's in the multiplayer, which is fun. Um, most 
most of the weapons aren't really used that much. The main two are the rocket launcher and uh, the Gatling gun are the two that's used the most. Uh, for sh I'll also, I would say about three. So super shotgun, rocket launcher, and chain gun, because those are the three easiest ones to actually get kills from, which I've seen way too much, and it's kind of annoying that <laughs> people really do are handicapped to those because they're the best ones to, you know, kill with. And that's the whole point of these games. So I would like to see a little bit more of a balance between those two because those need to be balanced a little bit more. Beyond that, uh, it was 75. So it was it was bland to good. It was almost good enough to be good, but not enough because I didn't feel enough oomph to it, even with Snap Maps and putting, kind of putting them together. It just didn't give enough of it. I thought the single player was a lot better and you can do a lot more things with it. You can have a lot more fun with it. But the multiplayer, it it depends. It's really easy to level up, which I find a little bit of a problem because people are going to get tired of it. That's, that's my thing. So I hope they're going to bring out more DLC a lot quicker because if they don't, you could see a drop in the community. All right, that is Gamers Cafe for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you like these podcasts, please uh, support me on Patreon at Digital Coffee. Follow Digital Coffee for all the gaming opinions and podcasts on Digital CO77EE at Facebook at Digital Coffee, Google Plus at Digital Coffee, and Instagram at Digital Coffee Podcast, and Vine when I make some funny gameplay or any other thing at Digital.Coffee. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Bye.